Welcome to Exhibition, an Xbox podcast, episode number 17. My name is Samuel Adams, and as always, welcome to the show. This is a weekly podcast dedicated entirely to the world of Xbox, and I didn't actually think there'd be a show this week because I've been out of town for the past week. I took some time to rest, relax, get out of town with the family, and send summer off in the best way possible. It was incredibly relaxing, but I got back on Saturday, went ahead and took the rest of Saturday and some of Sunday to kind of relax and unwind and unpack from the beach, get kind of recalibrated, And then, of course, today is Labor Day, so I figured I'd go ahead and put a show together because I do want to talk about the power of smart delivery in the context of this week's situation with Horizon Forbidden West. A lot to dig into there, and I don't ever want to throw another platform under the bus. I never want that to be what this show is known for, but you have to talk about the contrast between two leading platforms. You have to talk about the approach that PlayStation is taking versus the approach that Microsoft is taking. So we'll dig more into that in a moment. On top of that, we have new additions to Xbox Game Pass and Xbox Live Gold. We also have a brand new Hyperkin Duke controller coming to celebrate the 20th anniversary of Xbox. So without further ado, let's go ahead and dive into it. Before we dive into this topic, I do want to make something abundantly clear. While this is an Xbox podcast, I never intend this show uh, to be a dig at another platform. One of my biggest pet peeves in modern gaming is whenever an Xbox fan comes after a PlayStation fan, or whenever a PlayStation fan comes after an Xbox fan, or whenever everybody gangs up on Nintendo, whatever it might be. I hate it whenever somebody else throws another console or another platform under the bus just because it's not what they play on. Fanboyism is so trivial in 2021. Just enjoy what you're playing on and let other people enjoy things. Uh, That's the biggest message that I want to drive home here. And so I say that to preface this conversation, because while it is also important to let people enjoy things, it is equally important to call out some bullshit when you see it, which is what we need to do uh, with PlayStation this week and what has been done because changes have been made because of the response from the community. So if you don't know what's been going on with this, in short... Last year, Jim Ryan, president and CEO of Sony Interactive Entertainment, made a promise to players that Horizon Forbidden West on the PlayStation 4 would have a free upgrade path to the PlayStation 5, which is great. Uh, That's fantastic for players right now. Now, we see a backtracking uh, alongside the announcement that the game itself is coming on February 18th of 2022. When this announcement dropped on Friday, the only way that players could get upgrades to the PlayStation 5 versions of the game would be to get the deluxe editions or the collector's editions of the game, which range between $80 and $250. That's a big chunk of change. Now, if you did want to get one or the other, the PlayStation 4 version of the game is $59.99. The PlayStation 5 version of the game is $69.99, which is pretty standard in the new generation of consoles that we're seeing. But the fact of the matter is Jim Ryan said that the upgrades would be free. Of course, as you would expect, social media took this story and ran with it. It was trending in a very, very negative light. And so effectively, Sony missed a huge opportunity here. 
to have a smooth transition into the next generation. And we'll talk more about what this means in comparison to smart delivery in a moment. Uh, but I do want to read the response from Jim Ryan, who writes on the PlayStation blog, quote, Thursday was to be a celebration of Horizon Forbidden West and the amazing team at Gorilla working to deliver it on February 18th, 2022. However, it's abundantly clear that the offerings we confirmed in our pre-order kickoff missed the mark. Last year, we made a commitment to deliver free upgrades for our cross-gen launch titles, which included Horizon Forbidden West. While the pandemic's profound impact pushed Forbidden West out of the launch window we initially envisioned, we will stand by our offer. Players who purchase Horizon Forbidden West on PlayStation 4 will be able to upgrade to the PlayStation 5 version for free. I also want to confirm today that moving forward, PlayStation first-party exclusive cross-gen titles, newly releasing on PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5, both digital and physical, will offer a $10 USD digital upgrade option from PlayStation 4 to PlayStation 5. This will apply to the next God of War and Gran Turismo 7, and any other exclusive cross-gen PS4 and PS5 title published by Sony Interactive Entertainment, end quote. So first and foremost, something that really irritated me with this is this sentence. While the pandemic's profound impact pushed Forbidden West out of the launch window we initially envisioned, we will stand by our offer. We are still in the launch window, just for the record. Uh, of course, you are out of the launch window. I would consider launch window to be the first year. You are out of the launch window by the time February comes around. But you, th this sounds like they're trying to make it into a positive, like we will stand by our offer. Or on top of that, whenever I first read this, it sounded like a car salesman where they're trying to negotiate before the end of a deal and it says we'll stand by our offer. Yes, yes you should, because it's an offer that was made. That's why Microsoft is doing it right this generation. This entire opportunity, this entire announcement, uh, again, as Jim Ryan says, was to be a celebration of Horizon Forbidden West and the amazing team at Gorilla working to deliver it on February 18th of 2022. This could have been just a huge win all around for PlayStation. But instead of the game being trending uh, for its gameplay that was shown off last year, instead of the game uh, being trending for its release date, it was trending because you didn't follow through and on top of that I almost guarantee you based on previous experience with PlayStation consoles that I've seen online there's probably going to be an update uh, that makes this more difficult there's probably going to be something that holds players back from doing this uh, very easily and that's why Xbox's smart delivery system for this generation has been so much more than a marketing buzzword. That's something that I've seen going around online. Because when smart delivery was announced, everybody thought this was just going to be some kind of gimmick. Uh, everybody thought that it was just, again, a buzzword that was being used in promotional material. But smart delivery has changed the game in so many ways. And combined with Xbox's Play Anywhere system, uh, where I can play on PC, I can play on mobile, I can play on my Xbox, whatever it might be, it has fundamentally changed the way that I experience games. I will bounce around between my PC and my Xbox, and it's so incredibly smooth. And on top of that, uh, if I want to play a game on an Xbox One that I already own digitally, or I want to download some games on Game Pass uh, on an Xbox One, that still is available on the Xbox Series X. And the 
important factor here is that there are so many players that are in between generations right now, both in terms of Xbox players and PlayStation players, uh, where it might be difficult to get a PlayStation 5 right now. It might be difficult to get an Xbox Series X. And so a lot of people are hanging on to these consoles. On top of that, a lot of players are selling their hardware uh, in the anticipation of getting new hardware. Uh, and so whenever a secondhand buyer purchases a PlayStation 4, potentially this is their first entry into the PlayStation ecosystem. And so it's important uh, for them to be able to experience the newest games to fall in love with these characters, with these stories, the narratives uh, the PlayStation is so famous for. And the most effective way to allow that accessibility is to allow free upgrades. And it shouldn't have to take the entirety of gaming social media uh, to turn against a company and make this a reality. So again, it's important to call this stuff out and it's good to see that they are listening. It's good to see that these changes are being made. Uh, but a lot of people are saying good on PlayStation. You know, they're turning around and making this a... A thank you more so uh, than a yeah, you will stand by your offer kind of statement. And that's just my two cents. Now, if Microsoft did this, I'd be saying the exact same thing because it doesn't matter who is pulling this. It's just not the right thing to do. And I think that we've kind of become... I suppose numb to it because of what Activision has done as a publisher. Of course, uh, you have a lot of other big sports games, a lot of uh, the shooters like Call of Duty, uh, they have this same kind of system where you do have to pay additional money uh, without any kind of upgrade option to get the next generation version of the game. That's what we saw with Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2. That's what we saw with Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. Uh, that's what we've seen with the NBA 2K titles. And to some degree, I expect that from the big AAA publishers just because money is money. Big corporations are going to corporate. You know what I mean? It's that kind of situation. But PlayStation has an opportunity to win so much goodwill in the community just by simply being player friendly. And that's the biggest win that Microsoft has had this generation is that Every move they have made, for the most part, there have been some missteps, but every move they have made, for the most part, has been entirely focused on building a better experience for the player. And when you build a better experience for the player, that player is more likely to stay on in the long term. That player is more likely to fall in love with your platform. And that's the value that a platform holder can bring. That's what wins console generations. And... I hate the term win console generations because everybody kind of wins at the end of the day. Players can choose where they want to play. And the fact that these platforms and the fact that these games exist, that's where the real win comes from. Uh, and so I don't think that anybody really wins a generation. But if we're going with that traditional setup, uh, Xbox is, in my opinion, winning this generation right now because of the experience they offer, because of the way they treat the player. And PlayStation has a lot to learn. Now, on top of that, Xbox has a lot to learn from PlayStation, and they are certainly learning, taking notes uh, by investing in big AAA games. They're investing in studios and building unique experiences. And so going forward, I hope that PlayStation will consider this in the future whenever they're looking to the next generation upgrades, potentially in the next five to ten years. Uh, but I don't necessarily like the fact that there's a $10 upgrade for everything. 
I still think that's a huge loss, but it's also worth considering PlayStation has financials to meet. Uh, they have revenue to generate, and I'm sure that these numbers, these metrics uh, have already been uh, kind of projected to investors. And so it's important to remember uh, that they are asking for $10 for every PlayStation 5 upgraded game because it's probably what they need to meet their sales goals, uh, which again, it's better just to take that hit, in my opinion, and just offer free upgrades across the board. Board, that would be a huge win that I would think would actually end up selling more consoles at the cost of 10 to $30 per user. Not that big of a deal. But that's what's going on in the world of PlayStation. And once again, Xbox Smart Delivery just continues to show its value uh, months and months after the launch of the Xbox Series X and S. It's just a really great system, and I'm thankful to be in the Xbox ecosystem. Not to say that I won't go back and retroactively buy and play these games on the PlayStation 5, but right now, uh, considering the way Sony is treating this generation's launch, I don't really feel compelled to rush out and get a PlayStation 5. That's just my two cents, though. Now let's move on and talk about some of the experiences you can play in the world of Xbox with Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. We have some new additions to the lineup. This news comes from Megan Spur over at the Xbox Wire, who writes, Welcome back to your monthly Xbox Game Pass update. We have several great games to add to your ever-growing playlist, like Final Fantasy XIII, The Artful Escape, and more. Apologies to those who like to keep detailed lists on what to play next. It's going to need some updating after reading this post, so let's get to it. Just checking out the graphic before we dive into the actual descriptions themselves, Nuclear Throne is so good. It is phenomenal. I played probably dozens of hours of this, if not hundreds, uh, on PC a few years ago. Very fun game. Definitely recommend checking it out coming to console and PC. But let's check out the full lineup. On September the 2nd, we had a ton of games drop, including Craftopia in Game Preview, Final Fantasy 13, Signs of the Sojourner, and Surgeon Simulator 2. Those are some pretty big games, but out of the lineup, of course, Final Fantasy 13 is a very big win for Final Fantasy fans. On top of that, Surgeon Simulator 2, a pretty big indie that people do love to play. I always talk about this in terms of content creation because I know a lot of people out there create content in today's day and age. And for content creators, I think that Surgeon Simulator 2 is probably going to be a very big win for you all. A lot of fun to be had in those kind of games. Uh, but as I said, Final Fantasy 13, people love that game. Craftopia, cool to see a little uh, preview game getting thrown into the mix. On top of that, on September the 7th, which according to my watch is actually tomorrow, uh, you will get Crown Trick coming to console and PC. Welcome to the Nightmare Realm. Guide protagonist L on a perilous journey through the procedurally generated dungeons, carefully navigating unique enemies and traps that only move when L does, thanks to Crown Trick's unique synchronous turn-based mechanic. Strategically plan each move to survive, master a combination of skills, familiars, and weapons to escape the labyrinth. Love a good dungeon crawler. Then on September the 9th, a trio of games coming to Game Pass, including Breath Edge, Nuclear Throne, and The Artful Escape. Uh, really interesting art style here from The Artful Escape, liking what I'm seeing. Uh, but on top of that, as I mentioned, Nuclear Throne. This game had me 
so addicted in college, huge fan of this one. Uh, and so I would really recommend this top-down roguelike-like shooter. Uh, that's how it is described, and it is just so much fun. Not the strongest uh, new additions to Game Pass, but you have to remember that more games are coming throughout the month of September, uh, so that is something to look forward to. But certainly plenty to dive into and explore. Uh, and between Final Fantasy, between The Artful Escape and Nuclear Throne, it is a pretty solid addition uh, to the entire overall collection. Once again, Game Pass continues to be a fantastic value, and on top of that, if you are an Ultimate subscriber, you also get access to the new Games with Gold for the month of September with $100 in value and $4,000 in gamer score to earn for the month. Overall, solid month for Games with Gold. This news comes from Dean Shimabukuro. Believe I said that correctly on the Xbox Wire. This is Senior Marketing Program Manager who has the entire lineup ready and waiting for you. With Warhammer Chaos Bang kicking things off, available from September 1st to the 30th. Mulaka, available September 16th to October 15th. Zone of the Enders HD Collection, available September 1st to the 15th. And Samurai Showdown 2, available September 16th to the 30th. Now it is worth noting that Samurai Showdown 2 and Zone of the Enders HD Collection, those are your two Xbox 360 games, but all of these games are available on Xbox Series X via backwards compatibility, so if you do want to go back and retroactively play some of these, you absolutely can. Overall, I think the biggest value here uh, comes from a combination of Warhammer Chaos Bane and Zone of the Enders. Uh, very unique choice here because this is a uh, this is a um, Hideo Kojima joint, uh, and so I think that's pretty interesting to see that Zone of the Enders is actually going to be dropping. Could that be a hint at something coming in the future? It very well could be, uh, but I don't want to read too far into it. Overall, though, out of everything that I'm seeing here, Zone of the Enders is absolutely going to be the one that I check out. But Samurai Showdown 2, love a good classic fighting game. Uh, so I might dive in and check that one out. Uh, once again, though, the value with games with gold has decreased so significantly because of Game Pass Ultimate. So many of the games that would be uh, included in Games with Gold are already available in Game Pass Ultimate, and so you can't really throw those in there and um, provide value to Game Pass Ultimate subscribers and Xbox Live Games with Gold subscribers. Uh, I personally am still of the mindset that Games with Gold should be phased out, uh, and I think that Xbox Live itself should probably just begin to uh, phase out over the next coming years, just because go ahead, make Game Pass the default, uh, and that price hike that some players will experience isn't really as big of a deal as I think that it would become on social media, if that makes sense. Uh, because even if you just loop Xbox Live in with Game Pass, uh, you still have a pretty solid value there. Uh, you still get the console subscription and you get Xbox Live Gold. I don't think that would be too much to ask players. And I think it certainly would be worth their time and worth their money. But you also have to remember that games with gold and Xbox Live, uh, that is more competing with PlayStation Plus than anything. And of course, the value the PlayStation Plus provides uh, goes above and beyond for a lower price than Game Pass Ultimate. Of course, fewer games, lower price kind of makes sense. Uh, but if you aren't really into that subscription, that is the better value right now in the space. So I'm sure that there are boardrooms full of people that are digging into this news and trying to figure out the way uh, to balance this and the Xbox ecosystem, 
but we'll let them sort it out. In the meantime, I'll be playing Zone of the Enders and of course the newest games coming to Xbox Game Pass in the month of September. Finally, I want to dive into this story to wrap things up. Hyperkin is bringing back the original Xbox Duke controller to celebrate Xbox's 20th anniversary. This news comes from Pure Xbox, who has the full scoop and the tweet from Hyperkin ready and waiting. Uh, Fraser Gilbert over at Pure Xbox writes, you might remember that the classic original Xbox Duke controller was brought back for Xbox One in 2018, and now Hypergen is reinventing it once again with the Xbox 20th Anniversary Edition set to arrive in Q4 of 2021. Details are thin on the ground right now, but we know that it will be compatible with Xbox One, Series X, Series S, and PC, and like the previous version, will come equipped with the original Xbox's startup animation. I love this design, I love everything about this, and I will be buying one. Hyperkin Duke Xbox 20th Anniversary Editions for Xbox Series X and S and Windows 10, with the Xbox startup animation played right inside the Xbox button, bumpers mirror black and white buttons, and detachable Type-C cables. Ooh, it looks good, and it's available again Q4 of 2021. Once again, we'll dive in and check these out a little bit more up close, but boy, I love the look of the black. Specifically, that's my favorite, uh, but the white has a nice aesthetic to it as well. I love the way these feel. I've played with one of these briefly uh, during, I think, some kind of event at a local gaming shop just to feel how they feel as compared to the original. And these are Duke controllers, and so I love the little screen right in the middle. Everything about it uh, just feels right. And so I'm excited uh, to see these come out, and it's cool to see other companies collaborating with Xbox and getting this kind of nostalgia uh, into the marketplace. I think that's something uh, that is incredibly cool, especially, again, as we celebrate 20 years of Xbox. So if you do want to pick one up, I would recommend following Hyperkin over on Twitter because I'm sure that pre-order information is going to drop soon. Uh, we are getting into the latter part of the year, so it should stand to reason that if this bad boy is going to drop Q4 2021, uh, you might even be looking at a celebration of the 20th anniversary of Xbox, which is, I think, November the 15th, if I remember correctly. So mark that date on your calendar, kind of pencil that in. Uh, but again, stay tuned to at Hyperkin on Twitter for all of the latest pre-order information. I've got to get my hands on that black one. It just looks too good to pass up. So good. But that wraps up today's episode of Exhibition, and Xbox podcast. If you're new here, hit that subscribe button on YouTube or on a podcast service of your choosing and get the show delivered to you every single Sunday. Of course, I would love to hear what you have to say. Get involved in the show. You can hit me up on Twitter at JamPackSam or you can also go over and submit a voice message on anchor.fm slash exhibition. Get involved in the show. Keep the conversation going and you could be included in next week's episode. Would love to hear what you have to say. But until next Sunday, you guys have a wonderful week and keep on playing.